Welcome, welcome, you guys. Most of you know me. Um, for those of you who don't, my name is Chloe Balatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, Pat it was my mentor um, in a lot of this work, and um, she's based out of the Orange County, L.A. County area. You may know her from, um, she was on uh, Shaws of Sunset. She also mentored Patty Stanger of Millionaire Matchmaker um, and me. I have been doing this work for over 10 years. I've written three books on this work, all of them available on Amazon. The first one is really the basics of this work. It's called How to Live, Find Love and Keep It. And that's really what we're going to be focusing on in these meetups. It's usually the basics of this work. Um, my second book is called New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change. And that is what happens once we start implementing some of these tools. All the tools I'm going to teach you um, are based on very established scientific and psychological principles. But the tools to execute on those principles, the tools that I teach that I came up with, that I learned from Dr. Pat, that I also learned from transactional analysis, um, all of these tools are relatively new, and that's why I really like this work, because it's very results-oriented. Um, it's not just about listening and reflecting, and that is a very important step in healing and in any relationship, um, including the relationship with yourself. But this work is also very action-oriented, so you get to see results in a way that you don't really see in traditional emotive therapy. Okay. So what am I talking about? What is this work? Oh, wait, my third book see, oh, is Secrets to a Good Marriage. What is love? Because that's my other qualification to do this is that I'm over 20 years married now. So I have been through this stuff. I have used these tools. They changed my life. And when I saw how they changed my life and how they changed the lives of others, because I started out in a group, not wholly unlike this one, although it was in person, it was actually all women. Um, it wasn't free, but it, when I was able to witness the changes in my life and the changes in other people's lives, then I really wanted to do it. And I really wanted to share it. Um, and I saw really the novelty in it because I had been kind of in therapy for a lot, for a lot, many, many years um, and gone and burnt out on it. Okay. So what am I talking about? What is this work? Most of this work is based on acknowledging the balance that all of us have within us between feminine energy and masculine energy. Okay. Um, Ideally, we use our feminine side when it behooves us, and we use our masculine side when it most behooves us, right? And some of us are a little bit more feminine, and some of us are a little bit more masculine. And that doesn't have to do with the organs that we were born with necessarily, but it can, okay? Um, <clears throat> so a lot of this work is about bringing those two energies, that dynamic, the 
basically the yin and the yang, yin being feminine and yang being masculine, into balance within ourselves and in our relationships, okay? And balance is really, really key to the health of any relationship. A lot of us become out of balance or what's known as egodystonic when we have childhood trauma or as the result of childhood trauma, because childhood trauma forces us to become, to choose attachment over authenticity, meaning when we're little kids and babies, we have to be attached right to our parents because they or whoever is running the refrigerator in our zone the adults that take care of us and so because of that sometimes we have to sacrifice authenticity when we're children because we can't afford not to be attached and that sacrifice that leads to inauthenticity oftentimes and is also marked by an imbalance in our energy, okay? And so these patterns that we establish in childhood between the ages of zero to 12, zero to three being the most critical probably, um, but between the ages of zero to 12, we develop these coping strategies um, and they're basically a set of survival conclusions that we think are existential truths based on the reality we are in, but are in fact, just strategies of the moment. And the problems occur when we bring these strategies into our adult lives and try to work them out on other people. And we are doomed to do that until we understand them. And to understand them, that takes a ton of awareness. Okay. Um, and the awareness is a really, really big, big step. We have to be aware of what our authentic thoughts and feelings are before we can take any actions on them, okay? Um, and again, it's very helpful to understand our own selves, our own authenticity, and our own relationships through the lens of this duality of masculine, feminine, yin, and yang. Call it what you will. Sometimes people don't like the terms masculine and feminine because they're have such a strong connotation. Um, but again, one is not better than the other. Masculine is not better than feminine and feminine is not better than masculine. We live in a very masculinized world um, and a lot of feminine values have been lost. It's one of the reasons that we failed to cherish our environment. Um, most people are in their masculine energy when they're at work. And this, especially in America, we are scripted very much to work. Um, okay, so what is masculine energy beyond work? Masculine energy is the left brain. This is the world of ideas. This is the world of stuff, doing, acting, taking care of, giving, nurturing, competing, conquering, controlling. Okay. Um, this is linear thought. This is logical thinking. This is single mindedness, right? Um, this is oftentimes, as I said, the energy that we're in at work. Then we have our feminine energy, the right brain. And this is passive, patient, vulnerable. This is the world of feelings, the world of sensuality and sexuality, spirituality. 
this is energy that is very much um, in the world to make it fun, but not of the world. Um, the world of feelings, receiving. Okay. And so everybody has this balance in our in their cells and in their brains. This has been demonstrated since at least, I mean, bio, biology experiments done in the 1980s definitively showed that we have these two hemispheres of the brain. Sometimes people are like, what? I'm not buying that. It's not a matter of buying it. That's already been shown. So that's not really my work. I'm just giving you the background of what my work is based on. But that stuff can be Googled and researched if you are wondering about that. Okay. So basically we have these two hemispheres of the brain. And when we've had trauma, we may have had to adapt into an imbalanced energy paradigm, basically, so that we are acting from our masculine when it would better serve us to be acting from our feminine, or we're acting from our feminine when it would better serve us to be acting from our masculine. Alphas are people who have a strong masculine side and a strong feminine side. And so this work predominantly appeals to alphas who have these arguments. A lot of people are just out here and they're mostly feminine or they're mostly masculine. And so they don't have conflicts like the ones that I'm discussing. <clears throat> Excuse me. But for those of us who have strong feminine sides and strong masculine sides, we often have a conflict between the heart and the head about what we're doing and how we're making decisions, um, specifically in regard to relationships, because all of our issues usually show up first and foremost in our most intimate relationships. Um, okay. And so <clears throat> a lot of times that's where we will see and have our best opportunities for healing are in within the context of a relationship. You know, it's great if you've had trauma or if you've gone through a hard time to take take a little bit of of moment alone and nurture yourself and do whatever you you want and need to do. But I always recommend that you get out there again as soon as possible because that's how we heal. That is only, we really can only heal trauma, relational trauma through positive relationships and different experiences. Now, I mentioned my second book earlier, New Ways of Being the Pain of Change. And this is where it gets a little bit sticky because even when we start making changes for the better, this is experienced as painful. And so sometimes we're, we're doing all this work and we're making changes and we know we're on the right path. And then it just becomes so painful. We just want to stop and make it, make it be over. Right. It's just like too much. Um, but unfortunately, the more we start and stop, the worse it gets. So it's really best to stick with it pushing the arrow all the way through. That's the dynamic, um, the metaphor I like to use because it's, you know, it's not pulling the arrow out and pushing it back in, but pushing it all the way through so that you complete what you set out to accomplish. Um, and that's part of stoic living, which is also a part of what I teach is doing what's right, regardless whether or not you know what the outcome is, whether or not it, um, means you'll be going through a certain amount of pain. If you know it's the right thing to do, then you do it anyway. 
So there's a certain amount of, there's the pain that change needs to take place. And there's the pain that change is already taking place. And so I also help people navigate through that because sometimes I can get a little bit confusing. And I think it's really unexpected that when you're making changes for the better, that you're going through, you know, for the time being pain, but change is inherently painful. So it's important um, to get that message across so that people still continue to stick with change when it's change for the better. Okay. So if this is your first night and you're not really understanding everything, that's okay. Um, sometimes it takes a few moments or meetings um, for things to sink in. And then, you know, you'll hear something from me, but then when you go try it out yourself, you'll have a different experience of it. And um, here we go. And so that then the what I'm saying will start to sink in on a deep on a deeper level. Then you come back. I love to hear your guys' updates after you use some of these tools. You come back, you share with the group. That also deepens the experience. So there's a bunch of different levels to this work. I put into the chat just now um, some of the ways that you can reach out to me, just my website, my IG, TikTok, books. Obviously, you guys are at the meetup. I also teach this work a few times a year. Right now, we're in the midst of teaching the module one, the basics, the introduction to this work. I'll probably offer that again, but um, towards later on in the year, because I'll probably do the module two after this module one, um, but we'll see. So you can sign up for that. Never, you know, anytime at this link. Um, and then the podcast, which is this and my YouTube. So if you guys want more collateral or want to reach out to me during the week, that's how you can do that. Um, in addition to teaching this work, I also do private sessions with men, with women, with couples, with teenagers. Um, and so you can schedule those as well. I also do life script appointments. If you guys are familiar with the life script, um, we do touch on it in the modules, but it's basically a tool that was conceived by Eric Byrne, who's the father of transactional analysis. And it's one of the, one of the ways that we can gain insight into some of our scripting, you know, some of the, the, the narratives that we've told ourselves in order to survive our childhood, but which may be sabotaging what we want in the present. Uh, a lot of these coping mechanisms get welded onto our personalities to such a degree that we don't even know who we are without them. And one of the beautiful things about doing this work is that it provokes a catharsis and it provokes a release of some of these coping mechanisms. And people have all kinds of unexpected um, things come up out of that release, you know, because you really begin to discover or rediscover parts of yourself um, that, you know, you may have forgotten or you never knew were there because you have more freedom from triggers and from some of this childhood scripting. Okay. So I help people with um, relationships mostly and dating. That's my specialty. Um, but I also help people with all kinds of communication, all kinds of relationships, friendships, family relationships, um, work relationships. So you guys can ask me questions on any of those topics. This is my favorite part of the night is getting your guys' questions and answering them. So you can raise your hand or put a question into the chat. Okay. Hi, Lee. 
Hello, Chloe. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How can I help you? Uh, great to see you again. I, uh, I have kind of a slash update, kind of a question as well that's incorporated with it. And um, I'm really curious to know, uh, what do you think about synchronicities? Um, I mean, I think those are like, God shots, you know? The what? I think they're they're God shots. Or I, the recent term I heard from them were glimmers. I think, you know, there's like that sign that... I mean, I'm hesitant to read like specific meanings into individual synchronicities, but I think in general, synchronicities indicate to us that we're, you know, their messages, we're on the right path or, you know, their confirmations or they're just signs that there is that higher power at work in our lives, basically. Well, that's good. That's well, that's. That's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. I'm, I don't want to get terribly metaphysical on you tonight or spiritual, but I guess there are aspects to that, what's been happening. Yeah, this work is very spiritual. I mean, a lot of people actually don't get that, and that's okay. A lot of people just come to me, they get their guy, they get their girl, and I never see them again. <laughs> but some <laughs> people do understand there is a deeper level that this work is really spiritual. So, okay, okay. go ahead. When you, I'm just curious, when you met your husband, did anything like that happen to you? Were uh, there signs, were there things that were happening and you were like, oh my God, and that gave you clues or that attracted you to each other? Or I'm just curious what your experience was like 20 years ago. Um. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, You know, I didn't know, <laughs> there were both. On the one hand, okay, I do remember the first time we had eye contact, which was like a few days into my, we met at work. So I had just started a new job and a few days in, he and I had eye contact and it like penetrated me really deeply <laughs> into my soul or something. It just felt like, oh, um, but then after that, you know, we became friends Um and I was struck by how well we got along, but I also at the same time told my friends that I was in this new job, no cute guys, you know, not going to meet anyone here. So <laughs> I remember being of both minds, you know, like, yes, I'm attracted to this person. Um, but at the same time, I I don't know. Part of me was like, eh. Who knows? You know, maybe he. A part of me was like not attracted. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I was time, ambivalent. How long? How long did this go about from the time you first met until you were? Dating? So I that's what I really like. I think meeting at work is good in a, in the sense that you get that chance to get to know each other without a lot of pressure. So we went on a lot of group lunches, um, mm -hmm. like with our team, and so I just got to know him really well, and we became friends, and that was like about a four five month period um okay. but then i'd say at about that point the chemistry was starting to kick up a little bit and um we had this kind of like wild cinco de mayo celebration at work and that was kind of when the sparks flew but it still took a, a minute or so to get together but yeah mm -hmm. so i'd say like we had known each other about four or five months at that point
so there were there so you met him in a normal setting about four or five months and then there were signs or things that were you said you felt something but were there any kind of like exterior symbols or omens or signs you felt might have been signs that he was the one or that is there anything like you called them God uh, moments or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was so much younger then and I was a little bit less aware. So, right. Um, but I think, you know, mostly ultimately what I felt when we decided to get into a relationship together, I felt really comfortable mm-hmm. and I enjoyed myself with him. Right. And I actually noticed that he had a really good balance of feminine and masculine. I wouldn't have called it that at the time, but I knew he was tough, but also vulnerable. And that Mm -hmm. appealed to me because I knew I wasn't going to just go for some like beta male who just like made a ton of money and was just like a into cars. And not that anything's wrong with that. I just needed somebody with that other vulnerable side as well. You know, because I have a really strong masculine side. So I, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but instinctively I did know it. It funny enough at that time where I was working, I was writing an advice column for dating and relationships. <laughs> right. Um, but- the, reason I, the reason I bring this up is because there, there's a couple of people I've met in the last month and a half month last month to a month and a half mm-hmm. and one of them in particular i'm i'm i'll just say it i'll be straightforward i'm absolutely the signs that have in the last few couple of weeks is freaking me out it's amazing i'm like things are happening uh how do i say yeah there's a lot of magic in this work and in love i mean this is the world of magic i have not asked anybody out on a date i want to be very clear i have not used your tools yet because i'm being very careful of that space i'm i'm just kind of letting things fall into place and try to let them flow and you know and i'm having a great time getting to know this person but some things have happened in the last week that just hit me upside the head it's so many little moments you just kind of know they're beyond chance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things that are beyond chance that are so similar and that i'm like wow i mean i'm like i I don't want to get into the details just i mean i for time's sake mostly but also privacy and but i just i could count about 10 things that have happened in the last couple of weeks and it's kind of freaky yeah, I mean that I think that sounds great. It's a and really I feel and I feel and I feel really good about this. I feel I've met this person in real life, not on a dating app. I you know right would, which you um, prefer. And there's a lot more, but there are little things that happen that I, I it just has kind of blown me away. I can tell you one of them, the very first one I noticed, we both drive the same car, the same color. <laughs> that is not funny. Really, I'll tell you that, but that's all I'm going to get into. There's okay. a lot more. There's a lot more. Well, uh, you've so. done a lot of work and you have shifted your energy and you have a different awareness than you had a year ago. And so, you know, that's 
part, these are, you do see more magic in your life. You are able to see the magic of the moment a lot more when you do this work, right? Because most of us, like I said, we live in a very masculinized society and we tend to discount some of that stuff to protect ourselves. But I really love that you're open enough to see those things now and that this is happening because it's, you know, it's magical. It's so great. This is why I do this work because I really do want all you guys to be with your person and to be happy and to be in love. Like, you know, not, nothing's better when it works. This is a person, by the way, who lives in the nearby facil- vicinity. Good. So it's not like some huge hike to go meet them across that helps that helps with your compatibility there's a lot more but i'll say this after fourth of july in two weeks the next time i see this person Mm -hmm. if if the signs are if it's still positive and i'm i'm i think i might be ready to yeah make make your move don't like i said don't wait too long right I don't want to. I just had a client. I just had a client. She liked this guy for a, like this. She's a student, a college student. So she liked him for the whole last semester. He finally made his move in May. And she was like, window closed. It was over opportunity lost. Well, I want to pass the baton, let somebody else go. But I just wanted to say thank okay. you for all this feedback. I'm going to you know, and if it, if nothing, I don't want to read into it too much. If nothing happens, no big deal. I'm used to disappointment. I, there's nothing, you know, I already know the worst case scenario, right. but, but I, but I do think it's, I just wanted to share with you in the group that these synchronicities, especially if you meditate and I meditate, I've been meditating for years and they really do help you see those magical moments when they happen. And it, this stuff hits you over the head so clear, you know, it's beyond chance that it could be something else. So I just want to, I'm really, I'm feeling really good about it. This is a really wonderful human being. This, this girl, this woman is, she's a really great person. I can Yay! See, I mean, she's, she's a really neat person. I don't know if she's attracted to me. I didn't see the signs when I first met her. I didn't see the, sm- but she's really charming. She's warm. She's receptive. She's and so I, I didn't think she liked me, but I am seeing a lot of signs. And okay. I'm, you know, we are every once a week at this event, she's there. So it's been nice to get to know her in a comfortable way, you know, and I, I want yeah. to wish everyone the best of luck with their, their own journey and pass the baton to the next person. Thank Yay, you. Yay. I'm so happy to hear this, you know, because you have, you know, you've, you've been using this work and, you know, a lot of it is trial and error. You know, it's hard to understand what it means, like cherish feelings, respect thoughts until you actually start to put this stuff into practice. So um, I'm just, I'm really happy to see you at this point. And just, it's exactly like you said, whether it works out or not, you've made a connection with somebody and that's valuable in and of itself. No relationship lasts forever. Okay. We all eventually die or get divorced. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. Goodness. Okay. Kiara. Hello. Hi, Kiara. How can I help you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Um, yeah, so I've been tuning in for uh, maybe three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing I realized was just my um, not really realizing how much I am very masculine because I didn't always assume. I just thought when I heard masculine, it means macho, manly, but no, it means it could be meaning just 
wanting your making the first move get mm-hmm. lots of giving not always receiving yes so I'm trying to be more in like the receiving um energy which is my feminine energy because I want to attract someone who is more masculine who wants to take care of me who wants to take the take the lead when I say take care of me I don't mean like financially I mean emotionally I want any way yeah in any way you're open to receiving whatever it is exactly it's the easiest thing to give so you know right right so um anyway so yeah so I've been working on myself um and when I say that I mean with a therapist um and I'm full disclosure I'm going to like a treatment center and I have a lot of time off of work right now because I'm focusing on myself and my treatment and my anxiety and good for all you. That good stuff. Thank you. And I'm coming out of that and I'm feeling more hopeful. Um, but I will say that my only really socialization right now has been the treatment center. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm coming out of it, you know, I want to of course get back out there and, um, I want to, you know, start expanding my horizons. But the one thing I noticed was that wow, I'm really, and maybe it's okay I'm doing this, but I'm realizing that I'm really, I'm I'm inviting, I'm like nice to people. You know, people always say I'm nice, but I realize I'm giving a lot of, giving a lot, saying hi first, um, introducing myself. And I kind of want to be able to practice my receiving as well, being in that feminine energy as well. So I was just wondering how can I, practice my feminine energy how can I be receiving even in those even in the setting I'm at now because that's a part of my healing journey is eventually I want to attract someone and then why not practice now right of course and exactly you can start anywhere um and you can meet someone anywhere you know um so it's you know the you've you've made the first step which is bringing an awareness to you know how you're doing a lot of work in all your relationships and so you know one of the things is just to stop slow down listen don't put so much pressure on yourself to fill the empty spaces of conversation just don't you know i mean my mentor dr pat she'd sometimes say bite your tongue you know but it's like, you know, sit on your hands. Don't be the first person to reach out and text. Not that you can never do it, but experiment a little bit with not doing it. You know, experiment and see if you step back, if you stop giving, does somebody give to you? Because it's very, it, it's it's really impossible to give and receive at the same time, you know, Um so, you know, that it's sort of you want what you want to take is an inaction more than an action, you know, just stepping back a little. And you can still look other ways that you can receive asking for help. OK, receiving when somebody gives you something. A lot of us are so especially especially if you're I don't know if this is you, but it's, this does tend to happen, especially if you're the old like you're the Wendy, the oldest girl child in your family. Um, you, a lot of, I was that, and a lot of us oldest girl child, we tend to be the overgiver. Um, and we tend to go dystonic pretty easily because we're put in a position of responsibility, which makes at a young age, which makes us precociously related, which pushes us into dystonia. So 
part of it is sitting back, receiving, asking questions. And even like, you know, I've been doing this work for a while. Still, sometimes it's hard for me to receive. When someone is doing something nice for you, don't tell them it doesn't matter. Don't tell them stop. Don't say no. You know, if somebody's if so, a car stops for you to cross the street, please cross, you know, assuming it's safe. But don't don't make the car go, you know, stop being stop deferring to others. I'll give you a quick example that just struck me really hard because it happened in my in my own life last night. So my husband, he makes dinner. I never make dinner. That's our response. I don't make any meals. OK, I receive all that from him. Um. Sometimes it's hard for me, but I still work on receiving it. Um, so last night he was going to make chicken, but he knows I prefer fish. So he went to the store and it was closed. So I said, it's okay. You can just go make the chicken. He goes, no, I'm, he said, so he said, it's closed. I'm going to come home because he was on foot. I'm going to grab the car and drive, you know, this other store and get the fish. And I said, no, it's okay. I, the chicken's fine. And then I was like, what am I doing? I don't even want the chicken. I want the fish. Then I said, okay, but okay, I will receive that, right? Because I'm so used to being that person. Even after doing all this work, I still will fall back into it sometimes. Nobody does it perfect, so it's fine. I'm compassionate to myself about it. But, you know, that is an example of where, like, I just wanted to make things easy, right? I just think I'm being this easy, great wife. And in truth, I'm depriving him of giving to me, which makes him feel good because men have to do good to feel good. So it's like, it's a, I'm trying to set up a lose-lose. What am I doing? Um, so I stepped back and was, and was more receiving. Does that make sense? Here. Thank you. I was trying to unmute. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and then one thing too, that like, um, at the center, it's like a policy. You can't ask for numbers, but you can give them. And every number that I have, is from people giving me their numbers. So I kind of feel like I'm sitting back and, you know, even today I walked in, I was just like, no, I'm not gonna say hi, I'm just gonna wait. And people, you know, were saying hi to me and it just felt good. Cause I think sometimes I feel like I have to initiate in order to have interactions or I have to make the first move or be all over it. And um, I'm learning like, wow, I can sit back and relax a little bit and being more in my feminine energy, just communicating with others and not always jump all over things and kind right. of dive in there. Like a really good one I like is when someone asks you, hey, hey, Kiara, how are you? You just say, fine, thank you for asking and not just go back, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like mm -hmm. everything doesn't have to be that tit for tat. Right, right. It's well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, try it. Let me know how it goes and, and what's working. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Well, last thing. So yes. what is the difference between being passive or like being because my personality, I'm an inviting person. And of course, like my goal there is not to like meet anyone like romantic, but my goal is to be to practice more being more um, receptive. But mm -hmm. my I still want to be myself and my self is I am an inviting person. People tell me that they appreciate me being kind to them when they first get there because I've been here been at the treatment center like uh you you go in and out it's just you go there daily but I've been there for like a month so I like you know I introduce myself to the new people I help them but then again I don't want to be over like 
you know, over like doing it, not right. being overbearing, but over masculine energy. Yes. Over, hey, yes. how you doing? How you know to everybody? You know, right, a hundred percent. Yeah. So you know what? Just scale back on a little bit for now. You can still be kind and friendly, um, but you can also, you know, look. You can. You probably have a. You know, it sounds like you have a really well developed masculine side. You don't want to lose that completely. You know, you're going to use that. Yeah probably with friendships you'll probably use that in your work relationships that that mass those masculine qualities really bear fruit in work relationships right networking and that stuff um so you can you know you just tell yourself i'm gonna be using that right now i'm gonna try my feminine energy and see how this goes you know when you get really good at it you can just like go back and forth to the best of your advantage you know what i'm saying like so that even though mostly you're in your masculine at work there might be an opportunity to be in your feminine where it would be better you know Mm -hmm. so you can do that Mm -hmm. but you know this is just general like generally speaking you're in your masculine energy at work you you particularly be in your feminine energy on a romantic date and then the rest of the time is kind of like you know you can figure you know work it out for yourself if you've but if you always have been that person who's initiating and giving Take, you know, maybe, maybe you, you could even map it out. You could be like, okay, three days a week, I'm going to be in my receptive and two days a week, I'm going to be in my giving. You know what I mean? Like you could even yeah. do it that way. I like to think of life as an experiment. I think, you know, we're often afraid to try things because we won't be perfect at them when the truth is like, mostly we learn by trial and error. So. Definitely. And it's definitely uncomfortable for me to, to not be so, uh, masculine with yes people and stuff so but I'm I'm liking like you know today I just did a little you know I'll wait for people to say hi to me and hey it went kind of well so anyways, yeah it's so nice to sit back and receive <laughs> exactly thank you so much you are so welcome and kudos to you for all the work that you're doing you know a lot of people don't even bother coming to this room or working on themselves at all you know so if you if you're doing that you're way ahead of the game okay let's see here oh okay Neil has a question but I think he's not here now okay okay Jessica hi Chloe hi welcome how can I help you so it's my first time here um So what's going on right now is I got out of a really like toxic relationship about maybe a little over a year ago and it really brought me down. I did a lot of healing. I've been healing for over a year too. Um, But I, I want to get back out there dating life. And right now I've been doing it mostly like on dating apps since it's really difficult to, to find dating, I guess, Mm-hmm. Dating is a little difficult now in the real world. Real world. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? Um, right now, I'm feeling like a little overwhelmed with like okay. the dating apps right now. What yes. do you recommend it's as so- it being like the first move to you know getting out there again? I'm really glad you brought this up actually because you know I I, I did a reel on this was it today or yesterday really recently. The thing about the dating apps is it. <laughs> It tends to make people feel more disconnected until you meet your person. It 
kind of the experience of doing the dating app makes you feel more alienated. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. start the dating app and then they get like really discouraged because the process of doing the dating app is kind of dehumanizing. It's like you're checking boxes and it's tedious and you're looking through these, all these pictures and reading all this crap. And it's just like, Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, And then there's like this weird rejection element. (laughs) What are people rejecting? They haven't even met me. Okay. So, it's okay to do the dating apps. I do have clients who've met people on dating apps. I'm not against them, you know, wholesale, but I do think for just starting getting back into things, it's better to focus on in real life. And so since you're single and you're doing in real life, I'm going to give you the five flirts. Now, do you know which you want more? Do you want your thoughts respected? Or your feelings cherished. Everybody wants both. Yeah. But I which feel like do you want more? Probably, um, I'll say my feelings respected. Okay, so it's feelings cherished, thoughts respected. Mm-hmm. So yes. feelings cherished, that's the feminine mode. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means, the reason I ask, because it just it, it's a slight difference in the flirting. So I'm going to give you a little homework. This is my... This is what I do. I give people homework. (laughs) Um, You're going to be flirting five days a week. What, you know, so you can do Monday through Friday. You can do there's, you know, whatever you want, but you know, Mm -hmm. include the weekend or whatever that is Thursday through Monday or whatever it is. Um, But you're going to do five days a week flirting. Four of those times are going to be flirts that you do just in the course of your day like so if you're at the grocery store and you see someone that looks good or you're walking your dog or you're you know whatever picking up your cable box whatever it is yeah (laughs) if you see somebody and I used to do this with clients if you see somebody um who catches you know your eye to some degree you're like oh look at him or you know look at her whatever it is give them five seconds of eye contact and a smile at the same time then if they that's this signal to that masculine energy person would be it a, a man or a woman men or women can be masculine to that masculine energy person that they can approach now one day a week you're going to plant yourself somewhere for 45 minutes to an hour you're going to go alone bring a book bring your phone whatever it is go somewhere where you like the look of the people there so you're like oh you know, maybe I can meet someone. A lot of times I've used like the Starbucks near the fire station, right? Because that's where those guys go. Um, although I've since learned that firemen um, are one of the biggest professions, um, like one of have the biggest percentage of cheaters in their profession. But regardless, whatever you like, I have clients going to the golf course or getting dogs to meet people or, you know, hotel bar, museums, book readings, whatever it is, whatever, you know, and experiment with it. You know, what, you know, whatever your interests are, obviously, you know, take those as clues. Um, But you're going to plant yourself there for 45 minutes to an hour so that when somebody comes in and you guys have that five seconds of eye contact and smile, again, you're going to let him or the masculine energy speak first because you're in the feminine but that's you're going to give them that signal since you're planted, they have an opportunity to come to you. And so 
especially if you start going somewhere on a regular basis, they get to know you, you know, kind of like what Lee was talking about, um, where he's been going somewhere on a regular basis and, and getting to know people there. And he's having really good success with that. So, you know, find your spot, go there a few times. Susan, Susan's doing it too. Yes. Yeah, Susan's here. Okay. Susan's been doing it too. So, you know, you will meet people that way. In fact, I recently had someone come to me and she was like, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but what would I do? And I gave her the five flirts and she went out and did them. And she's like, oh my God, it was a lot of people. I don't know. But you know, she got into it. So you will definitely meet people that way. Then if you later want to add the dating apps on, do so. But you know, this, this flirting in real life, this will help you. And the great thing about this is, you know, the dating apps tend to be a little unwieldy. Like you have to have the match and then you guys have to set up a meeting. And if you meet someone in real life, you're already in the meeting, right? And if you don't see someone in person, you don't really know if you have chemistry for a good relationship. You really need chemistry, which is a gift from God. Compatibility. Do you want the same things and communication, which we work on here, which is the thing you can work on most. So you don't know if you have that chemistry unless you, till you meet in person. So in a way, doing the in real life flirting is a little bit more effective. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes complete sense. I'm definitely uninstalling those apps because I just feel, like you said, really overwhelming. There's just so much you can't even, you can't tell how the other person's communicating or their real intentions until you actually meet him. So thank you so much. Yes. And if you are on the apps, I mean, you know, I think it's good to get off them for now, but for anybody who is on them, don't keep chatting to people who don't want to meet. Okay. Two weeks max. If you can't get off the app in two weeks, you're probably dealing with someone who's either catfishing or they're just shopping. A lot of people stay on the apps because, um, even if they're in a relationship, because they just want to make sure, you know, see if somebody else is out there. And, um, you know, so when you do get into your relationships, that's one extra thing that we have to ask for now. It's not just the sexual monogamy, but also the social monogamy. Like, make sure your your prospective partner knows that, like, what you want is them to get off the apps as well. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chris. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Oh, How can is... I help you? Thank you. Um. So I'm um, trying to get better at group um, situations. And group situations? Is that what you said? Group, yeah, group. Okay. Um, so like meeting people individually in and through, um, well, it could be groups or not not groups. Um, uh, I guess, um, I don't know. I, uh, I was, you gave me homework, which is really helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um I went, I was supposed to go to a meetup last weekend and it was like cold and like overcast and, and I chickened out. And so I wanted to ask, like, this was a, a hiking, a hiking group. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really know anybody there. I haven't, I've only been there like twice. And so I didn't feel like there was anybody I was avoiding, but I just am not a really socially oriented, experienced, exercised person um, naturally, but I want to change that. I want to be able to feel more comfortable 
breaking into new situations and meeting people and getting to know people. And so um, my question is like, I chickened out. And so I'm asking, how do you stay, how do you get yourself motivated? Cause I feel like I let myself down. I had a goal and I still do, but what, what is it that behind the scenes is like a motivation to get up off your butt and to go kind of like, you know, um, these people were talking about like dating app sucks and swiping and all of that. It's like, it's so, you know, you, you got to think about it and figure out what you want to do next. And, and there's a lot of energy and it's just easier to stay home and, you know, work in my garden and like being away from people is like safer and easier and, and all of those things. So maybe this is more of a, a motivational question or a philosophical question, but what gets me out, out when I don't want to go out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody has that and there's always two sides to everything, you know, um, that's part of the duality we live in, in the universe. That's another aspect. It's not just feminine and masculine, you know, there's always for everything we just do or decide not to do, there's a prize and a price tag. And I think that's really useful in evaluating whether or not you want to do something. So it's like, well, am I going to go on this hike? Well, I made this commitment to myself that I'm going to, that I want to actually meet more people. And then the other side of you is like, yeah, but I just don't feel like it. It's a gray day. Right. right. And I know, I know that you're um, wanting to be more masculine. So the, you want, in your case, you yeah. want to put a little bit more weight on what the thoughts are than the feelings. So even though you don't feel good, you're still going to do it because it was part of your goal, right? And we only know how much we love ourselves or anyone else by the commitments we're willing to make and keep. So you made a commitment to yourself that you wanted to go meet more people and you're going to go to, you've set this goal, I guess, of this one hiking group. You could do more than that. You could set two groups a week, for example, or you could just stick with the one. Or if you, maybe you negotiate with yourself. Okay, well, it's a great day. I don't feel good. Well, okay. Then if you don't go to this hiking group today, you're on the hook tomorrow for the salsa dancing or whatever it is, you know, so that you give yourself some freedom. So you're not being like, you know, a dict dictatorial to yourself. Um, and you have like a little bit of leeway. Um, but while also acknowledging that sometimes there's just that moment that needs to be pushed through, you know, to get your goal accomplished. You know, it's kind of like working out. Unless you like really enjoy working out. I don't really enjoy working out for the most part. Most of it, most of the time it's like a real drag. Um, but, you know, ultimately I want to live long. I want to be healthy. I want to be able, you know, to go into my old age walking and, you know, mobile and, you know, basically pain and disease free. So I'm going to do my work to get there and to make sure that happens because it's really important to me, you know. Um, and it's just sometimes it's just pushing through a moment. But I think ha at least engaging in that conversation with yourself um, so that even if you don't go, you've brought a lot of awareness to the moment as to why you didn't go. And you, you kind of did that part of that because you, you know, you said, I just didn't feel like it, 
but maybe just challenge yourself a little bit more. Well, but I did say I wanted to meet people. And if I don't take an action, I'm probably not going to meet anybody from the back of my garden. Now, it's totally fine to be an introvert. You know, introverts essentially are people who get energized by time alone. Extroverts are people who get energized by time amongst other people. One is not better than the other, um, but it's helpful to know which one you are, you know, just so that you can prepare yourself. Okay. You know, it sounds like, you know, maybe you're an introvert. So, okay, I'm an introvert, but today for my balance, for my well being, I'm going to go out there and be an extrovert. I'm going to go to this hike. And it's important to give yourself credit for making an effort, no matter what it is and no matter what the result is. So just coming here tonight and saying this expression was an effort. So I want you to be kind and compassionate to yourself. Don't be mean to yourself. Oh, I didn't go. I'm a loser. You know, it's not about that. (laughs) It's just about, look, logically speaking, if you want to meet people, you're going to have to put a little effort in. You're going to have to put yourself out there. That's just the way it goes. Nobody, you know, nobody knows that. Chris is at home looking for friends. <laughs> you know, I yeah. have the same problems so too good. sometimes, and especially from the pandemic. I'm an introvert. Introverts, you know, I have to push myself to go out and talk to people, but I'm always so glad when I do because mm. I need that balance in my life. It's not enough to just be alone or just be with my husband or my kids all the time, you know? Um Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Those those are such good thoughts. Okay, oh good. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, thank so, you. so try that and see how it goes. Hopefully, you know, let us know if you make it to the hike this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, where the heck is it? I, I recommend it to anybody on even on this in this group. Um, just because yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's really nice and pretty and people are super friendly and I think you know, we're all like like fifty somethings, but yeah, put it. You can put it in the chat if you want. Um, you know, and actually, there's been a little discussion uh, from people in this group about getting together in real life. So, you know, I encourage that if you guys want to hook up and meet up or whatever, you know, do so, and then you can practice these tools on on each other. Um, I'd even be open to helping organize something like that if somebody wanted to do that. So, let Ooh. me. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, you know what? If these people that are, that are in this group and working on themselves so so wonderfully, um, we're all in a company working together. Oh my gosh, that company would be totally successful. Right. I mean, this work really like that's why I love doing this work because I know when people do it, they get ha- ultimately get happier and they live more fulfilled lives, and then that just makes the world a better place. Um, and actually, you know, when Pat did her, she did something very similar. She did in-person events though. So it was kind of easier, but they did always, they started somebody in, in that group started a mixer after it. So everyone went and met up after it, not her, but <clears throat> so if you guys wanted to do something like that, you know, I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'd be down. Okay. Okay, well, good. You guys, this is a really good night. Um, I'm going to put my credentials back into the chat again. Um, I really appreciate you guys showing up and working on yourselves and trying. 
all this stuff out because like I said, it really does help when you work on yourself. It helps make just the world in general a better place. And so um, that's ultimately really why I'm doing this work. So if you want to learn more or schedule private, sign up for the packages. Those are my credentials in the chat. You can do that um, there. And if I don't hear from you, then I will see you next week. Have a good night.